welcome to Advice Worth Keeping. Today we're bringing you a special episode that spotlights risk and compliance topics through conversations between KPMG partners and business leaders. Beth McKinney recently had a conversation with Eric Fishtaller from Fiat Chrysler Automobiles. Mike Krajewski from our Emerging Technologies practice joined them and they talked about internal audit as both problem finder and problem solver in the automotive industry. As you listen in to today's podcast, you'll hear them talk about the impact of vehicle connectivity on risk, how audit leaders can create stronger relationships with IT stakeholders, and the skill set needed to monitor emerging technology risk. Beth, over to you. Hello, welcome. I'm Beth McKenney. I'm a partner with KPMG and I lead our technology risk and technology audit services for industrial manufacturing. I'll be your host today for our podcast, and I'm joined today by two excellent panelists. First, I have Eric Fischtaler. Eric, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, Beth. Great to be here. I'm the Global IT Internal Audit Lead at FCA. I'm responsible for IT audits, audit data analytics, our data privacy efforts, and our records information management across our four regional audit offices, which are in North America, Europe, Latin America, and Asia Pacific. Great to be here. Thank you, Eric. Excited to have you. And Mike Kojeki, would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you for having me here today with you. I'm a managing director from our emerging technologies practice at KPMG, where I work with our clients to both enable and manage new digital products and platforms. I've personally been specializing in the Internet of Things, and I believe that the autonomous vehicle is probably the most enticing use case of IoT that has the potential to truly change our world. And I've been fortunate enough to spend a lot of my time working with our clients in the automotive industry. Well, I am very excited to have you both here. Thank you so much. Well, since we have Eric with us here today, we have to talk about cars, right? We have to talk Mm -hmm. about vehicles. So... I am very curious what each of your favorite Fiat Chrysler vehicle is. My husband has a Jeep Wrangler, and uh, I'm really looking forward to the Jeep Wagoneer, being a mom of three and the the three roads. But Eric, I'm very curious, what's your favorite FCA vehicle? Well, you chose a couple of good ones, Beth, there. I think we're all excited (laughs) for the the Grand Wagoneer and the Wagoneer coming out, and I can't wait to get my hands on one of those as well. But... I have a very specific vehicle, and it's one that's parked in my garage here, and it's a 1989 Wrangler Sahara. I had one when I was in my younger years and was able to find another one here a few years ago, and we drive it around town with the top down and the doors off, and my kids think it's a blast, and I get to tinker with it. So very specific on that one. (laughs) That's awesome. Hey, Mike, what about you? Yeah, I've always been a, a huge Jeep fan my whole life, too. And most recently, the Jeep Gladiator, I think, is just a very impressive vehicle. I'll, I'll never forget the first time I saw it at the auto show. It was decked out in this bright orange paint, and it was, like, up on some rocks with two dirt bikes in the back. And it just looked like so much fun to drive. I've got to test drive a few of them. I don't own one quite yet, but I hope to someday in the future. That's great. We're a group of moms and dads here. And Eric, I wanted to specifically ask this to you because sometimes I struggle with this question myself. But how do you describe what you do at work every day to your family and kids? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. So one of the advantages of working for FCA is it's pretty clear what we do, right? We've got automobiles and vehicles and I can 
touch and feel that product and everybody every day has some sort of interaction with a car. And so what my kids know is, is that dad's responsible for helping make sure that the computers which design and build our cars are safe and secure. It seems to resonate with them even at their young ages. <laughs> That's great. Many organizations are in the middle of their risk assessments and planning for what they're going to focus on in the coming year. I'm sure FCA is no different. And I'm curious from each of you, and I'll start with you, Eric, what are some of the emerging technology risks that you're focusing on? Yeah, sure. So the one that we're focusing on is cybersecurity. And when I initially say cybersecurity, it seems like such a nebulous and broad topic, right? And I think all of us are are focusing on that space. But two areas we're hyper-focusing on this year is cybersecurity in our plants. We refer to it as operational technology cybersecurity. Other folks can refer to it as industrial cybersecurity. But what we've really seen in our statistics, in our analysis, in our tools that we have at FCA is that the folks that are interested in our information and the hackers that are out there, they're really starting to increase their attack zone and attack vector in this space. And so when in the past, it's been sort of our legacy corporate systems have been a focus of some activity. We're really seeing focus from the outside forces on our operational technology, which then requires us to make sure that we have the correct posture in that space as well. I think recently, especially recently, the technology threat landscape has been evolving so fast. And we look at this new reality that we all live in, this, you know, everything is remote, everything is digital first, and it's causing the attack surface of our technology to change and grow. And that has basically lead it to new external and internal threat vectors. And it's part of the role of internal audit to work with the business to change the way we perform our IT risk assessments and collaborate with the business owners to make sure that these evolving threats are covered within our, our audit plans. Specifically, I've seen a lot more focus on product engineering. I think traditionally, a lot of IT internal audit is focused on back office systems and broader enterprise technology. But when you shift more into the product landscape, especially in automotive, there's a whole world of technology that is changing and becoming so embedded in the products. So being able to have focused audits that are, are working with those product engineering teams is, is a big trend. Yeah, Mike, I think to that point, the other area that we're seeing in cybersecurity realm, too, is, is what we call our product cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. As, as we know, our cars are becoming increasingly connected and automated, and there's a lot of cybersecurity risk associated with that. And so that's another emerging focus from our side. As you said, we've historically right focused on cybersecurity on our back-end systems or our corporate systems, but the operational technology and the product cybersecurity is something that we're really going to hyper-focus on here. Yeah. That's happening across so many industries, especially automotive, where there's this sort of this dawn of a a new role in the organization, right? Having that product security leader who is kind of an equivalent of the enterprise CISO, but they're more focused on products in the engineering stack. And they might report through quality or through engineering, but it's a different role in the organization that audit probably isn't focused on a lot in the past, but it's Mm -hmm. definitely an increased area. Eric, I'm really curious about what is an area that has been a unique technology area that you have had the opportunity to audit? Can you share a little bit about that, maybe how you approached it, especially if that area hadn't been audited before? Yeah, great question. So I think we talked a little bit about product cybersecurity. And as you mentioned, this is actually an area that we've done some work in already over the past couple of years, and we foresee it as a future endeavor year mm-hmm. after year. And so while it's the future, it's also, you know, we've been looking at it here in the recent past. And when we started the journey for our product cybersecurity reviews, 
it just opened up a whole landscape from an auto perspective. As you move throughout the vehicle, right, you've got onboard systems and interconnectivity within our vehicles one by one. Then as you move throughout the vehicle and into more of the head unit, right, then you get some more connectivity to get ready to connect to the outside world from our vehicles, right? And there's a whole landscape there of cybersecurity risks and threats that we need to make sure we address as a company. And then eventually getting to our backend systems and the data that's coming off of our vehicles, how does it come from our vehicle all the way to our backend system so that we can secure the data, analyze the data, and harness the power of that data. And so once we were able to take a step back a few years back and identify that this is a whole new landscape from a cybersecurity perspective, it really opened our eyes to an area of audit that we're going to foresee ourselves in for the years to come. Eric, it's so important that your team is focused on that because it's not just an emerging risk, but it's also an emerging compliance area where Mm -hmm. around the world from privacy regulations to what's happening in Europe around vehicle cybersecurity. And there's been some trends in the U.S. around, you know, self-governing the industry with NHTSA and the auto ISAC kind of promoting their own frameworks and standards. Um, Being able to look within and use internal audits to help guide the business on, on where they're taking new risk and need to rethink their controls and compliance posture. It's a really valuable position. You're in. Yeah, you can imagine the amount of frameworks and regulations and guidance that's going to come out as our cars become more autonomous and more connected. We see a role in there in terms of navigating our, our company through those frameworks and ensuring and, and assuring that we're doing the right thing for the regulations and for our customers. Well, definitely an emerging topic. And I know something sounds like, Eric, you've spent some time on. Mike, I know that's an area you spend a lot of time on. One of the things that we're always trying to do is internal audit practitioners and leaders around risk is where can we add value? Obviously, Eric and Mike, I know you've, you've added a lot of value around the products in the cybersecurity space, but maybe give us a specific example where you've been able to add value to the technology stakeholder group or shed light on a risk area that maybe wasn't a focus. Tell us a little bit about that and that experience and interaction with your stakeholders. We've been working hard to establish some good relationships within the IT function, and historically, our audit function was focused on heavy post-implementation audits, right? So once an an application or environment has been stood up and run, we would review to ensure that either the development process met the requirements or that the technology adheres to our policies and procedures. And we've been able to successfully over the last couple of years shift that lens a little and do more pre-implementation audits and Mm -hmm. actually have our IT stakeholders come to us and ask for us to be involved on the front end to help identify risk and controls and ensuring that they're thinking about the policies and procedures and things that we would typically do on a post-implementation perspective. So we've really seen a shift from uh, kind of a post-implementation audits to pre-implementation audits, and we've seen that value recognized once we're wrapping up the audit and the results of the review or the procedures we perform as we present them to our management ahead of time, right? So you can only imagine they're able to fix things sooner, pre-production, pre-implementation, so that these risks are addressed ahead of time. Another area that we've seen internal audit continue to add value through their audit plans is actually the deliverables that come out of the audits. When you were looking at these advanced and emerging technology areas, we're covering a landscape and a perspective that the business may not have considered before from a risk and security perspective. And so some of the things that we've done is we've actually taken the audit plans that we customize for a given subject matter, and we might map that to an industry standard like an ISO framework or something that maybe the 
the engineering teams are using. And if we're able to kind of map risk and controls to industry standards, it provides them an actual asset they can use and maintain going forward to demonstrate how their internal processes are aligned to external best practices. And we're often finding that that kind of mapping document doesn't exist today, but it's a, a natural byproduct of our audits. I had one client recently where we did something very similar, and actually the output of our audit was not just the audit report, we provided this mapping, and it actually became sort of the foundation for their secure product development lifecycle, because they didn't have it documented before. They did a lot of good things, but it was never in a formal document or policy, and the output of our audit helped them create something that they still use to this day, and they've continued to improve on. That's interesting, Mike. I think another area we've seen some success in recently is when you're talking about outputs of an audit and maybe handing off something. Historically, from our side too, right, our output of our audit has been an audit report that we would publish. But as with everything in 2020 and in the pandemic, we had to be agile enough to think about how we could add value to the company as we were going through this historic event. And so one thing that we did that was a little bit different and was actually something we handed off to the business as well was around some dashboarding using some commonly available data analytics tools. And a quick story behind that is, is that as the pandemic was approaching and we were in the early days of the pandemic, we went as at FCA, right, from a largely in-office workforce to overnight a largely virtual workforce in the number of thousands of people. And to go along with that, we implemented as a company very tight restrictions on the movement of our people, obviously asking them to stay home and stay safe. And from an audit perspective, after a couple of weeks of implementing those processes and policies, we started becoming curious on well, let's take a look at the movement of our people, right? And, and using our badging system data to identify the movement of our people and ensure that folks are meeting our policies and adhering to our policies. We were simply doing that from an audit perspective and from a risk perspective internally. Some of our business stakeholders heard about what we were doing in that space. We then kind of shared with them some of the data and some of the tools we were using. And long story short, at the end of the day, handed off that tool to one of our key stakeholders that really wanted to monitor the ins and outs of their employees and individuals at certain locations. And we really got a lot of positive feedback in terms of showing other ways how audit can add value to the company in actually physically handing over dashboards such as that. Well, that's great, Eric. I mean, I think we're always looking to try to not just be problem finders, but problem solvers. So it sounds like in that instance, you were able to hand over something that they can use going forward. So that's fantastic. You mentioned something that I'm curious about. You talked about kind of going on a journey to really build relationships with stakeholders. So I'm curious if you could maybe share a little bit more about what your plan of attack there was and some of the activities you did to build those relationships. Yeah, so when I came to FCA about six, seven years ago, the first thing I want to do was focusing on establishing those relationships between myself and audit and the IT leadership at FCA. Specifically, I led off with just having open and honest discussions with the key stakeholders in, in IT, talking about our relationship and how we can maintain our independence and objectivity as audit, but while we can help their cause and FCA as a whole through our lens of risk and controls. And so fruits of that labor have come in terms of the pre-implementation audits that we talked about a little bit earlier, where now mm -hmm. IT leadership in instances now comes to us asking for assistance rather than it being a one-way street from our side. So to me, a key to success really is just having those open, honest discussions with the IT stakeholders, having them understand what my role is in the company and what my objective is in the company, and then also understanding what their role and objective is and where we can find some common ground 
to support FCA as a whole is where we focus. I love that, Eric. I think that resonates with all of us that build those relationships. And there's two ways that I've really coached our teams to continue to build those relationships too with the business. And the first is to make sure that we're very credible, especially with these advanced technology audits. It's difficult to approach them with a very generalist cookie cutter approach. We expect that our teams and our specialist auditors can speak the lingo and fundamentally understand the technology that they're auditing. And if you can do that, you gain instant credibility with the business and they're more open to collaborating with you for the audit. The second is just being passionate about the subject matter. Um, that might seem obvious, but um, not everybody wants to talk about autonomous vehicles or AI all day long. And I find that one of the best ways to gain the trust of the business is to share that passion what they're working on. I've never met an engineer who doesn't love to explain the way things are built mm -hmm. or show off what they're working on. So it goes a long way to share that passion. And sometimes you go a little bit beyond the audit walkthrough, but just talking about what they're working on and showing that connection just continues to build those relationships for the long term. Yeah, that's a great point, Mike. I didn't have success in building those relationships overnight, and it was building that credibility mm -hmm. audit by audit with those stakeholders until we had that spark. Well, I want to open it up just a little bit and allow you guys to share maybe something that's top of mind or a tip that has worked really well with you. Eric, maybe I'll start with you. What's something that you'd like to share with other technology audit leaders that maybe they can learn from your experiences and your approaches? The word that comes to mind with that for me is quality. We as a company at FCA are very proud of our quality of our vehicles. And as I think about the word quality in terms of my audits and the audits that we perform, it's about taking the necessary time and focus and energy at whatever stage of the audit it is, whether it's the planning, the field work, or the reporting, and ensuring that we do a quality job throughout the audit. So not necessarily sometimes about speed of the audit, but the quality of the audit and that we spent enough time in each of those areas. So for example, one audit may require a lot of upfront scoping and planning to set it up for success to be a quality audit, when in other times, perhaps it's more at the reporting end of the audit where you need to spend a bit of time in terms of thinking about how can we display the results of the audit to the stakeholders in a meaningful way. And so for me, it's really about ensuring that we do quality audits every time we go through an area. That definitely resonates too with me, Eric, and quality is critical because if internal audit isn't putting out a quality work product, it goes back to what we said before about being credible to the business owners. Yep. And part of the way that we've evolved our audits to make sure that we're being more conducive to quality products is having a more agile methodology for performing our audits, where instead of just having the traditional planning, field work, and reporting, there's sort of some smaller sprints in between there that allow you to adjust and iterate on your audit plan and then focus on different areas along the way. For example, scoping sometimes has become just a full phase one that's more focused on technology discovery and continuous feedback into your audit plan, which then informs what field work looks like. And field work might be a series of sprints looking at different product stacks, different product teams, different attributes of a system, and then it all comes together in the reporting phase. That usually produces a more nimble result that resonates better with the oddity versus having it all baked from the get-go and staying sort of narrow-minded with what the approach and outcome needs to look like. Well, we've talked a lot about your accomplishments and some of the things you're both focusing on. And before we wrap this up, I have one last question. I would love to know what you're trying to learn more about what you're planning to focus on. And maybe better said, what are you Googling right now? <laughs> <laughs> Shed some light on that for us. 
One thing that Mike just mentioned was the agile audit. You know, we hear a lot about agile and we as a company are from an IT perspective moving into an agile methodology from an overall development process. So I think Mike brings up a good point there in audit. Another point I bring up is just the what is digital audit and what's digital audit going to mean to myself and my function? We as a company as well at FCA are moving digital from a customer experience perspective. And as I think about what digital audit means, does it mean the use of RPA or bots in my audits? Does it mean purple audits? Does it mean purple auditors? How do we harness data analytics and audits to become more predictive potentially in our audit methodology. For me, it's that umbrella of digital audit and how do I move myself as a function to be digital audit in the future? For me, I'm focused more on the unique technologies that we're going to be auditing in the future. So looking at things like the emergence of 5G in the automotive space, additive printing or 3D printing, or even getting into blockchain, quantum computing. These are all technologies that we hear a lot about, but there's actually many leading organizations that are starting to dabble with POCs and and certain products that are dabbling in this space now. So being able to understand that technology from an audit lens and be prepared to perform that first internal audit over your cryptographic functions or over the way you're using 3D printing in your factories, those are incredibly important skills for the internal audit department to maintain over time. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think one of the things you both highlighted is that this the area of technology is evolving quickly, right? So whether that be skills and how we tackle these things and different approaches, whether it's that through agile, right, or different technical skills is going to be super important. And probably if we uh, have this call a year from now, we'll have lots of things that we've all learned, right, over the next year. Well, thank you guys so much. This has been fantastic. I really appreciate you guys sharing your insights. Thank you so much, Eric. And thank you so much, Mike, for joining us. You're welcome, Beth. This was a pleasure as well. And hope you both have a wonderful holiday season. And as you said, let's talk again next year. Thank you both, Eric. Always great talking with you. Beth, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You can find more information on this topic and other technology risk topics at read.kpmg.us slash TRN.